What's up, Whittier? Welcome to What's Up, Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hey guys, producer Christine here with this week's Community Corkboard Announcements. This week's Community Corkboard Announcements is brought to you by The Collab. Welcome to The Collab, Inc., where work begins. The Collab is your place for co-working, community, and collaboration in an environment where you can come create and cultivate. We are located in the heart of Uptown Whittier, where we can provide you all the services of an office without the confines of a long-term lease and the high cost of top technology. Fast internet? We got it. A place to sit comfortably and work? We got that too. A professional location for a meeting with a client or an event? Guys, it's here. So pull up a chair. We saved you a seat. The Collab Inc. is located at 6709 Greenleaf Avenue at the historic Marsden Building. They are now taking tours for those interested in learning more about the Collab Inc. space. Go to www.thecollabinc.com to schedule yours today. Now back to our community corkboard announcements. Every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have the Whittier Farmer's Market located on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. In case you are not listening to this episode in regards to the City of Whittier 2018 City Council election, well, let me tell you that our next general municipal election will be held on Tuesday, April 10th for the purpose of electing council members for Districts 2 and 4 and a city-elected mayor. The polls will be open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., So guys, I am usually a poll worker, and if you are in line, like inside the building before 8 o'clock, you can still vote. Even if you get there at 7.59 and you haven't even signed in yet, guess what? You're still legally allowed to vote. So get out there. And if you can't vote on Tuesday, April 10th, make sure you head out this Saturday for early voting on April 7th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Whittier Public Library located at 7344 Washington Avenue in the Nixon Room. It'll take less than 10 minutes, and as we've seen in recent elections, your vote matters. What's Up Whittier has interviewed the following candidates. For District 2, we have Henry Bouchot, Bob Henderson, and Dr. Irela Perez. For District 4, we've interviewed Fernando Dutra and Lizette Escobedo. And for Mayor, we've interviewed Rolando Cano, Raquel McLeod, and in this episode, you'll hear from Joe Vinatieri. And our next episode will be El Leon Savage. Although it's too late to register for this election, you can register for the next one. Just visit the City of Whittier website at www.cityofwhittier.org or lavote.net. Next up, we have the Uptown Whittier Art Stroll. Come check out the Art Stroll Wednesday, April 11th from 5 to 9 at various shops and locations throughout Uptown Whittier. For more information, check out their Instagram at ArtStrollUptown. Moms and women, it's time to put you first with this Women Empowering Women Fitness event at Michael Serrell Fitness Studio located at 14628 Whittier Boulevard. The event will take place Saturday, May 12th from 7.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Make it an early Mother's Day gift for a friend or loved one. The regular price will be $25, but the early bird price is $20 now to the first 50 participants. Events will include boot camp for women, workout for butts and abs, Latin dancing workout, yoga, and some awesome, strong, motivated, inspired female speakers who will be announced very shortly. It is open to all fitness levels, so make sure to head on down to Eventbrite for your ticket today. On Saturday, April 7th, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., make your way to Uptown Whittier to enjoy the 23rd Annual Art and Antique Street Fair. Need a new piece of artwork for your home? 
Still on the search for your perfect Mother's Day gift? Look no more. With over 150 vendors, dealers, and crafters, we are certain you're in for a great day of antique shopping. There will be plenty of vintage treasures, arts, crafts, home decor, and more. Come and shop a wide selection of antique and vintage goods. Head on down to WhittierUptown.org for more information. On Saturday, April 14th from 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., join the Whittier Museum and Historical Society at this year's Fashion to a T, showcasing some of their favorite vintage and antique bathing suits and intimate apparel. From the museum's textiles collection to benefit programs, exhibits, and continued restoration and preservation for the Whittier Museum. The museum is located at 6755 Newland Avenue in Uptown Whittier. A full lunch will be served, including tea sandwiches. There will be vegetarian options, scones, fruit, dessert, tea, black and herbal, and lemonade promptly at 12. Support the museum by purchasing a ticket or becoming a sponsor. Head on down to whittiermuseum.org for more information. Have something you'd like us to feature in the community corkboard? Tag us on Instagram and check out our Facebook at What's Up Whittier. Or send us an email at whatsupwhittierpod at gmail.com. Also, if you like this podcast and think other Whittier Townies would like it, recommend it to them. Even if they're not a Whittier Townie, they got to listen to the podcast. If you have a friend who has never even heard of Whittier because... Yeah, it's understandable. We are a mystical, magical, quaint little town between freeways. You should still recommend the show. We have a lot of exciting things coming up for the rest of the year. We'd love for the whole community to join us for these exciting moments. So don't forget to subscribe or else you'll miss out. Follow the wonderful Jesse Carrillo at J2Architects on social media and the one and only Remo the Realtor at Remo the Realtor. As a Whittier local, I found this episode to be chock full of information. So I hope you enjoy it. Take it away, Jesse and Remo. What's up, Whittier? What's up, Whittier? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, today, like every day uh, and every other day, we have a special guest, but we're in a special location. And we have a, a special host guest. Hi, Rose Driesline, owner of the Collab Inc., Whittier's first collaborative co-working hub. We're happy to have you guys uh, record in-house here. Thank you. Yes, and tell us about the space that we're in, Rose. So we're at 6709 Greenleaf Avenue, right in the heart of Uptown Whittier. We have 2,400 square feet of um, co-working space. We have a private podcasting room, conference room coming soon, and then we have private offices to suit the modern-day professional and entrepreneur. Um, So undedicated desk space, membership-based. Month-to-month membership. Um, We also will be hosting networking events and business development uh, workshops. So we're excited to be here and serve our community, see what kind of uh, fun stuff we can come up with here. And that's the podcast, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How about the space that we're physically in, which which is funny, and I say that because there's people kind of looking at us like we're mannequins and... So this is our podcast recording room. So yeah. when I lease the place, I have to utilize every last square foot yeah. of it. And this so is actually awesome. This became our TRL room. I talked Christine into it, I think, like the yeah. first week I leased the place. So Very cool. We're excited to be here and make this our, our permanent home. Um, and you're filling in for Jesse, who says he's in traffic. I think he's just probably hanging out with the kids. So <laughs> he should be here soon. Uh, and we have a, an, uh, an awesome special guest today, uh, our mayor of Whittier. Uh, Mr. Joe Vinatieri, welcome. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And so the people, they need to come by and check this out. 
uh, because this is like a fishbowl. Yeah. Everyone who walks by, if they know you, they smile and they wave and they do stuff yeah. like that. So that's kind of, uh, I like the friendly aspect. Right. Yeah. Isn't that fun? It's pretty cool. Yeah. So when we're done here, we just all hang out and wave at people as they're walking in. There you go. Um, welcome. Um, so you want to tell us a little bit about yourself for the few Woody rights that maybe don't need you? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm Joe Vinatieri, I, and I get to be the, the mayor. And um, so I was born and raised here in Whittier. Uh, and uh, when I was uh, 18, I, I graduated from Whittier High School. When I was 18, I'd had enough of Whittier. And so I took off. And I had a bunch of friends go up to these uh, slopes in uh, Salt Lake City and uh, for skiing. And um, so I ended up trying to ski, and I realized I really didn't like it because it was too cold, and it cost money. And I was in college, and you know I didn't have any income. So... I did my time there. I loved Salt Lake and the, the change of, of weather and that, but I knew I was a California guy. And so I came back to um, University of San Diego for law school and spent my time down there and uh, was kind of back and forth for a while until I um, met my wife down in San Diego at my job. I was working for the California State Board of Equalization and, uh, at a church down there. And um, we had our first child there, and then uh, we talked about the fact that we wanted to come back to Whittier uh, to raise our family here in a small-town kind of atmosphere where people knew each other and they had kinds of values uh, where they encouraged families and things like that. And, of course, my parents were here. She was from a small, very small-town farm town in um, Fresno County. So um, the small town thing didn't really bother. In fact, she left and went to the large city of Fresno uh, (laughs) to get away from the small town of 1200 where she was uh, born and raised. So we we were very fortunate to move back to Whittier and uh, had uh, two other children here. And they're all raised and they all went to schools here in Whittier and graduated from Whittier High and went off to colleges elsewhere. And um, they're all married now. And... um, um, I'm going to have my second, my third grandchild, who's going to be a granddaughter from my first child, who lives in La Mirada. And Congratulations. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. And she's got Simon. She and Dan have Simon. And so I'm doing the granddad thing. And then uh, my son, Joe, uh, is, um, they live, he and Bethany live over in um, Glendora, uh, Covina uh, area. And they have a little um, Hudson. And he's a really cute little guy. And then um, got Susie and Mitch live down in Tustin, so they're all you know close Local. by and, yeah. and that. And I lost my wife uh, th- almost three years ago, so we're uh, it's, a, it's a different world for me. But I'm I'm in Whittier, and this is where we chose to be, and it was the right thing to do to come back and raise our family here. And and uh, one of my big deals about being on city council is making sure that those the same type of experience I had growing up here in the '60s that my kids had growing up in the '90s that you all. Uh, have if you've got kids uh, here in the, the, the what is this the 2000 teens or something mm-hmm. uh, so we want to make sure that it goes from generation to generation so that's maybe a little bit longer than I should have no. <laughs> but you kind of want to know so I told you yeah. awesome awesome so you were saying practice law before becoming uh, and becoming the mayor or is oh, that yeah. what you did for a living yeah no I'm a um, I'm an attorney I'm actually a tax attorney um, well, but I'm but I'm kind of so pay attention I'm kind of specialized um, because I was in San Diego working for the state board equalization mm-hmm. um, I was a chief deputy to one of the elected board members and um, so we do the board of equalization did sales and use tax um, they're involved in California property tax in fact I was working for um, 
uh, board member Dronenberg uh, right at the time, right after Prop 13 came into being. So I got to help write some of the rules as to what a change of ownership is and that. So I do lots of property tax. Uh, and then I do um, income tax, uh, franchise tax board work. Um, so I'm, my clients are all over the United States and outside the United States because anyone who does business in California, because it's, it's high tax, tax. Yeah. It's globally they, are, they, are, they are at risk because it's California. So I, I basically defend them uh, when they get audited and uh, things like that. So that's what I do for, for a profession where I really get, that's where I get paid. Yeah, And that's full-time, that's your, that's, your job now, that's right? Full, that is full-time, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, makes for it interesting to be the mayor uh, and, and to be full-time because um, it's, it's, um, it's constantly out of balance. So there's lots of things going on in town, mm-hmm. and you gotta, you got to deal with them. But at the same time, this doesn't pay. This is, yeah. It pays me just a little bit of money, and it's basically for the good of the cause, for the good of the, of the people of, of Whittier. And it is a thankless job, so thank you. Well, I, I appreciate that. Thank I you. actually had, um, yeah, it's it's your you become a target, especially since all the stuff happened in Washington D.C. There's a lot of vitriol and that going on yeah. uh, at the national and state level. Well, it's found its way down to Whittier, unfortunately, and um, we never really had the a lot of the negativity that we have. We seem to be having now. So it's really important that uh, people understand what we're trying to do here at the local level and. And most of the stuff that we got going is really good stuff, and we'll uh, get a chance to talk about that. And for those that um, don't know, how long have you served as as mayor? Uh, I was elected in 2016 when we went to the four districts and the citywide elected mayor. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually was elected in 2006 when there was an opening of the city council. Um, Doug Lopez had been appointed to the city council, and uh, Doug decided uh, not to, to follow through on it. So uh, it opened up in 2006, and we had election back there. So I got in uh, 2006 and ran again in 2008. And in 2008, um, I was mayor for one term when the recession hit. I've got lots of stories about that. Um, and I had a one-year period, and then um, I had to run again in 2012. And then I would have been out in 2016, but we went to citywide uh, and the, the district. So I've been on it a, a little bit of time and watched the change and um, uh, not only the change in government, but the change in uh, just, um, you know, what's going on in people. And and as time goes by, different people have different opinions and, and different people come to town and that. So I've got a little bit of longevity at this point. Right, well, one of our next questions is uh, why are you running for uh, city council or mayor in this case. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, because um, we're not done. Yeah. Um, and we've got some great synergy going. We've got some really cool yeah. stuff happening. I mean, we're in one of those places right now. You should have seen it. Were you around here when the recession hit in 2008? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what happened. And we had just gone through this wonderful uptown specific plan where we brought in Polizoides from uh, Pasadena and we had those charrettes where all the people were meeting and talking and and stuff and um and we all came to a consensus as we want what we wanted uptown to be so we were ready to go and then the bottom dropped out in 2008 and so we're just now starting to implement some of those things that we did so i want to be part of that because i was there uh and i know what needs to be done and then um we got we got the nellis thing going on Mm -hmm. uh and we got a bunch of other things going on and there's a great um 
cohesion and team thing going on right now at the city council in a direction. And it's a very exciting direction. And um, uh, I get to be the mayor uh, during this whole time. So we'll talk some more about yeah. that. Well, since you brought up Nellis, do you want to share what Nellis is and where it's going? Yeah, let me tell you what Nellis is. Um, uh, Nellis has been here, uh, the um, the actual juvenile facility has been here since I think it was 1892. Oh, wow. Um, and at that time, uh, there was a youth authority a facility up in what they call Preston, which is just southeast uh, of um, Sacramento in the gold country, off of, uh, just off of Highway 49. And that was one of the first uh, youth facilities where you know, they had, the deal was to incarcerate kids and slap them and mm-hmm. do all that stuff to them. Uh, interestingly, uh, they realized that there needed to be one in Southern California because Southern California was starting to grow. Los Angeles uh, was starting to grow. And so uh, what happened here in Whittier at the time, and maybe I'm giving you more than I need to, but um, there was a land uh, bust, and a lot of the people who made investment here in Whittier um, – uh, they had to leave because they couldn't they couldn't pay for anything anymore. So some of the people who had put together Whittier from um, uh, the land company invited the state to come in, and they gave them property down there on uh, El Camino Real, mm-hmm. which we now call Whittier Boulevard. And they gave them a large uh, amount of acreage, and it was great because uh, they brought that here, and it provided jobs when the bust took place. So... Um, Youth, it became the second youth authority um, uh, facility in, in California. It has grown up all the way through that period of time. It's always been a big source of, of uh, employment here in Whittier until 2003 when, when um, the whole deal was to kind of push uh, the youth authority rehab and all that stuff down to the county level. And the state was getting out of the business of it. So they shuttered. They took all the kids uh, at Nellis and they, they sent them other places and, and shuttered it. I have a personal um, interest in Nellis because from about 1988 to about 1996, 97, uh, myself and a group of other guys from Plymouth Congregational Church would go to Nellis every Monday night and we'd do a Bible study in, yeah. in the Hayes Cottage or a Hayes unit. Keep in mind, all the kids there uh, were all... Um, they were all white, they were black, they were Hispanic, they were Asian, and all were gangbangers. And most all had no father. And so when we would go on Monday nights, yeah. myself and a couple other guys, um, we provided some interaction, some male interaction to them. So um, I know the facility really well because I went there and walked the grounds um, for quite a while. So the state decided to shutter it in 2003. And so with that, I know the city council at that time was interested in, well, what can we do with it? And myself and some others who weren't involved with city government at all, we said, you know what? What would happen if that property became productive? Uh, If you had jobs and you had people, a place to Mm -hmm. live, and you had retail. So they ended up uh, shutting it down, and we've we've had a fight all the way. Uh, They wanted to open it back up and put a, believe it or not, a... uh, a prison hospital on there and they were going to bring in uh, mentally disordered sex offenders the city all the people of the city rose up came together and said no and we got it we got that stopped so uh, come april 4th april 4th um they're going to turn dirt on that property signifying the transfer of title from the state of california to brookfield development wow. 
And um, so if you go 2004, 2018 to 2003, uh, we're, we're 20, what I say 20, 2018, that's 15 years it's yeah. taken. Wow. But you know what? It's going to be on the, the property tax rolls, and we're going to have something there that is so so special and unique. Um, and I, if I'm talking too much, let me no, know. No. But, but let me tell you what's going yeah. on. Yeah, well, what's going on it's, in Nellis. Yeah. It's totally cool. Uh, they have agreed to change the name. They were calling it the Lincoln Specific Plan. Uh, it's actually going to be called, get this, the Groves at Whittier. The Groves right. at Orange, Whittier. Yeah. Nice. That's because when it was a boys' school, they had walnut, oranges, they had everything, and they grew, they taught the boys how to be involved in agriculture. They taught them how to build things, all kinds of stuff, because it was a, 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 it was a reformatory mm-hmm. and to, to make them productive uh, students. So there was a large number of groves there. And they're going to put some groves on it, and it'll be the groves at Whittier. That's wonderful to play to play on that. Well, you know, when they when they came up with that, I go, you know what, that makes so much sense. So it's a celebration, in a sense, of a positive aspect yeah. of Nellis because there's a lot there's a lot of negative stuff, a lot of uh, junk. Uh, kids were in there; they were in there for serious felonies and. And when we used to drive by there as a kid, my dad would look over there and says, you knock off that attitude or else you're going to the bad boy school. You're going to the bad boy school. The bad boy school. So there was a lot of bad kids there, uh, you know, quote unquote. So yeah. uh, anyways, I'm, I'm so excited about it because this is, this is a dream. And one of the things for me is I've been working on this and with some others since 2003. And to see huh. this happen, and it's going to take four to five years to build it out because um, – there's what seventy two and a half acres there. Wow. Uh, it's huge. It's the largest piece of undeveloped property in Los Angeles County, other than out in Lancaster in the desert area. Wow. Uh, and and get this, and I want to make sure everyone understands this: between the purchase of the property and what they're going to do in terms of money they're spending, they're going to invest more than three hundred million dollars. $300 million wow. in Whittier, just down the street from where we're at here. You know what happens when people make that kind of investment? Yeah. A rising tide raises all ships. So we're going to, I'm, I'm particularly excited about it because uh, myself and Fernando Dutra were on the, the subcommittee that helped make sure that we're, we get balance in what, what's being developed there. We were going to have housing, apartment housing for uh, people who who want apartments, we're going to have first uh, starter home situation for those who want to start homes. We're going to have second homes, uh, move up homes there. We're going to have um, uh, homes, and we'll have a, a, a big building for uh, active adult who are over fifty five. So we're it's a community all within itself. It, it precisely, and 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 we're we're always concerned in Whittier. We want to make sure that all generations uh, are able to work together to do things together. Uh, this is going to be a model of that. And then on top of that, you're going to have the four historic buildings are going to be completely rehabbed and refurbed. Uh, we're going to have, um, I'm told, something like the Anaheim Packing House. If you've been there, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be something there that's similar but is much more appropriate to the groves at yeah. Whittier. Yeah. Um, and um, so, so, and then plus we'll have about probably about 700, 750 units of, wow. of housing from a lower to higher 
uh, housing in terms of costs. I wouldn't be surprised that the, the, the costs of the housing goes anywhere from 500000 up to maybe $800,000. Now, if you think about what it takes to afford a house like that, this is Southern California. It's California. It's expensive. Um, and it's all about the land value. It's land economics. But in order to, to have a house like that in that um, order, you're going to have to have a fair amount of, of income, uh, including probably some discretionary income. Well, what happens with peop- those people? Where are they going to eat? Well, they're going to eat there, but they're going to be just down the street from Uptown. And with the rejuvenation and the renaissance of Uptown, that's going to be happening, and we haven't talked about Uptown yeah. yet, but that's going to be happening at about the same time as they're building down the street. So you can, you can, you can smell and you can feel the synergy. Yeah. Um, and so and you, you, get, you, know, you got Ricardo Diaz doing his thing here. So the, the Nellis Project or the Groves Project, um, there will be shopping there and there will be job opportunities. And here's a really big thing, and I know I'm going off, <laughs> but, but um, one of the reasons the hospital is so strongly in, in favor of the Nellis Project, you're going to have all those new homes within 500 yards yards of the hospital the hospital is growing they're looking at trying to bring in biotech mm-hmm. uh med education uh to the hospital so to do that though you've got to have opportunities for a place for people to live instead of driving in a car so if you think about the big picture you've got nellis the groves right there they walk to their job they work i i, I you heard me say earlier Live in Whittier, mm-hmm. work in Whittier, shop in Whittier. You don't need to get in your car. It's the ultimate in green. So um, Nellis is, um, um, you know, just it will do so much not only for there but also for the west side of Whittier in terms of bringing up property values. And uh, we're going to have some um, people coming in uh, that you're going to be hearing about. I can't, I'm not at liberty to tell you, but – uh, you're going to like who's who wants to be in Nellis. So, cool. okay, that's w- kind of with a that long. said, as as you said, work uh, living with your work in Whittier. We have Jesse that's just coming in right now. Uh, yes. I'm going to excuse myself, but so I'm excited to see the I talked too much. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I'm excited to see the Groves develop. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure you know today is a deadline for partnerships and S corp returns. So I have I'm surprised you sat here as long as you did. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> my phone, but it was so nice. Good to see you. Good luck. Right, thank you. So welcome Jesse to uh, to the show. He was out there making a living, helping people design. I, actually, I was trying to find parking. <laughs> I, I had the same problem, and uh, this, and this is Thursday afternoon. That's right. That's right. I mean, I, well, here's my my problem. I was coming, to, and it starts it starts way at the bottom of um, on Greenleaf. As soon as you go past, um, what's that park there? Um, Leon's? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like just that once you pass that street, it just, you know, becomes a freeway, uh, you know, stop and go. And it didn't help that I was behind a guy who was cruising down Greenleaf. I mean, this guy was taking his time and enjoying the ride. And, uh, and of course, uh, I missed a couple spots. Well, so. the, we- the weather's beautiful today. It but is. But, I mean, <laughs> most of us are trying to yeah. work. So. But uh, yeah, sure. That's a good excuse, Jesse. Luckily, We're I found <laughs> a parking spot at the parking structure. So, uh, will you want, let's good. talk about the parking structure. What about the parking structure? Yeah. The new one? Yeah, we can talk about the new one. 
Well, it's not on the list here, but we can talk. It's not, yeah, of we course. can talk about it. I mean, it's a, so so. What info do you have for us? Any new? Uh, Nothing really new. We're in process of design and all that, and, and you've all seen, uh, you know, the, um, the the drawings of what it's going to look like. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I, 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 last I was here Friday night trying to find a place to park yeah. to, to eat, and I mean, I ended up I don't know, way down there somewhere, yeah. um, and I don't mind walking, but um, and and you know, people are making investment in Uptown because they know that there's something going on. And there's a parking issue, and that Correct. it's it's being addressed. Correct. So um, we're we're really happy about that. We've had a you know a lot of discussion about design and yeah. and you know what, what do we put in it, what do we not put in it, and um, uh, the like. But but the, the the we made the commitment, and the money's being expended. We have about what do we figure about uh, ten million dollars or something like that from redevelopment monies that we've saved for uptown yeah. so and so when is that scheduled to start breaking ground is it you know, have a date yet or? we don't have a date but i wouldn't be surprised if sometime um probably sometime this fall okay yeah so it'll come quick yeah well they, they, you know, this is government and everything takes time yeah all right but um yeah it'll it's it's moving okay yeah okay. it's moving yeah no definitely i'll be a big uh, a big help for all of us yeah. Whether you have a business here or just shopping or visiting, right? Uh, it'll help everybody out. Now, when um, wh- how long do you think that project will is expected to take? Just so people know yeah, when they're really you know, I I I didn't bring anything on that. Okay, but it, I mean it's it's a four level. Okay, uh, and and you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put it right over here where the uh, uh, Comstock lot is, and yeah. then um, when we get ready to do it, we're gonna go over to where the old Alpha Beta site is, and that's gonna be you've heard about that's yeah. gonna be um, blacktopped, and so people are moving there to park and that. So it, it's I, it's it's at least an eighteen month project, if not longer. Yeah. So, yeah. Hi, Rose Riesline here, owner of the Collab Inc. We are located in the heart of Uptown, 6709 Greenleaf Avenue. Um, We're a collaborative co-working space, the first one here in Whittier. We have undedicated workspace, private cubicles, conference room, and private offices coming soon. We also will be hosting networking events and business development workshops. So we're super excited to have our professionals and entrepreneurs come in here and co-work. The underscore collab underscore Inc. for Instagram. And then on Facebook, we are The Collab Inc. You can find out what we're all about and see our schedule of events at thecollabinc.com. You can also learn about our membership prices, fee structures, daily rates, and event space rates. We are a two-minute walk from our parking structure on Bright Avenue. Come sit with us. So talking about, obviously, uh, uh, running for re-election here um, and talking to uh, voters uh, what's the biggest concern you see um, uh, that the city or residents are, are talking about? I, I, I don't know if there's one major thing, but certainly on everyone's mind is public safety. And when I first ran in 2006, I said my number one responsibility, my number one issue is public safety to make sure that everyone is safe. And that's our number one job in local government. And we've been great up until just a couple of years ago, and I don't need to talk. I mean, I, I sound like a uh, we used to call it a broken record, so I'm not sure what it is now. <laughs> but um, uh, we have a problem with people being on the street um, who were not in the street before, and we've got lots of petty crime and that going on. And then we have the one big issue with some criminals back on the street 
uh, who should still be locked up in prison. Correct. So, uh, and that's, I don't need to talk about Officer Boyer and Officer Hazel and what happened, but the person who shot them and who killed Officer Hazel, he should have been in prison, and he was out. And I think everybody knows it, uh, and there have been, I understand that they needed to change some of the prison laws and, and that, but what happens, especially a couple years after the fact, when you make a wholesale change in law like they did in 2012 yeah. uh, with AB 109, what happens is you always go back as a matter of public policy and you check to make sure there have not been unintended consequences. Yeah. And that's precisely what has happened. And the fact that um, um, the governor refuses to look at it and feels that everything's still okay and there's not a problem. Um, there are a number of sheriff's deputies and, and police officers who are dead uh, as a result. So, and we've we failed it uh, here in Whittier, and Whittier has become ground zero uh, for changes in the criminal reform laws. We need to reform the reform laws. Yeah. So we're we're actually looking. Uh, people look to us, uh, and right after it happened. Uh, we went to all our local cities, went all over the state of California. Uh, Ian Calderon, our assembly member, um, uh, pushed AB 1408 that would have fixed at least one little aspect of it. And uh, this is public safety. This is not partisan. It's what's what's best, what keeps us safe. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat. It's about safety. And, Correct. and, and his bill was, was supported by all members of the Democratic Party in the legislature, all members of the Republican Party in the legislature, and when it went to Governor Brown, it sat on his desk until the very last day when he vetoed it. Yeah. So um, there's something wrong, and we're still pushing, and, and as long as I'm at it, I'm going to let everybody know that um, we there's some stuff going on in Sacramento, but <clears throat> uh, that's, a, that's a black hole. And so we have to take it back ourselves, and that's why we're pushing this um, new initiative called KeepCalSafe.org. And basically what it does is four things. It would take care of the sentencing issue. These guys who are being on the street now shouldn't be. Take care of that issue. It takes AB 1408 uh, and puts it into this initiative. It does something about um, I, when people voted yes on Prop 57 to make a bunch of crimes that were violent, yeah. make them nonviolent. It's to take those newly nonviolent crimes that really like rape on someone who is uh, incapacitated. That's a nonviolent crime. It's to make it violent again. Uh, it does changes a bunch of those. It also does something about the um, DNA. People don't know that when Prop 47 was uh, approved, which basically decriminalized much of the drug thing, um, what it did also, <laughs> unintended consequence, it took it, it forbade in taking any DNA from uh, someone who was arrested for a drug uh, uh, offense, offense mm-hmm. as so that you couldn't take DNA. A lot of times people who are involved in drug stuff, they're also involved in other non-drug stuff. Yeah. So the DNA, you can't take the DNA anymore. And the fourth thing is you now have gangs of, of people going into businesses, and as long as they shoplift something less than $950, they get, in essence, a ticket. Yeah. And there are serial gangs that are doing this all around California now. And so this proposition would basically stop that. So you got those four things. 
all in this proposition, and I'm, I'm, I got to plug it because we want it. We want it on the ballot in November. In order to get it on the ballot, we have to have 600,000 signatures. So it's out right now in petition status, and uh, we're we're working hard. Um, we just uh, uh, approved uh, getting behind it last Tuesday night. The Whittier City Council, uh, the chiefs of police uh, are behind it. So uh, I encourage everyone uh, to go to keepcalsafe.org. And you can get a petition, and you can sign it, and you can send it back in. And we got to get it on the. We got to get these signatures by the end of April to get it on the uh, November ballot, so we can all vote on it. So we, I am pushing real hard on that, and traveling around and talking to people about that. So public safety is our number one issue, and we talk about keeping people when you're safe. This particular legislation would help us uh, greatly with that. So. Um, so we have that, and and uh, we've just got lots of we've had an increase in these petty thefts yep. uh, going on. So um, it's it's unfortunate, and we're pushing hard on neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had what sixty something, and we're up to ninety two now. I think we uh-huh. had like almost a twenty five. Yeah, it was a, it, actually those numbers were wrong, but we had about twenty five percent increase from sixteen to seventeen, yeah. and we're pushing hard because the more eyes and ears we have out there. Yeah. Um, if you see something, say something. So we're, we're, we're the um, uh, neighborhood watch is doing well. The police department, we are low on police. Um, we're low everywhere on police. And I was just with a friend here. Uh, he's with um, San Fernando Police Department, and he was telling me they're a little bit low too. So we're out aggressively trying to recruit. Uh, we uh, invested $2.5 million into the police department just a couple months ago for canines and a couple new officers. Uh, brand new uh, system, uh, radio system, um, and these bait boxes. Uh, you probably yeah. heard about mm-hmm. the bait boxes mm-hmm. on the porches. Uh, we've actually had some good luck with uh, some people who've been ripped off uh, by uh, you know um, people watching for UPS and yeah. that. And they've actually caught a couple people with these bait boxes because they got the GPS tracker in there. Wow. So wow. Um, any of you who are out, you're tempted to grab stuff off people's uh, that's not yours, that's yeah. on their on their stoop there at their, their their front porch, don't do it because it could be a WPD bait box. And the bait, just to give you a heads up, the bait box has a, an emblem that says Amazon in it. So any Amazon box, don't touch. Uh, <laughs> any any, bo- <laughs> any box anywhere. Anything, <laughs> yeah, anything yeah. that's not yours, just leave it alone. <laughs> exactly. So, so public safety yeah. is my number one thing. And I know it's the, the city councils and we've made some and we're doing more. So, um, but people are aware of what's going on now, and they're watching around. Oh, yeah. And I'm really pleased because we've kind of been living in in La La Land in Whittier uh, for a long time because it's been so good. Well, our crime is up. It's it's up everywhere. It's not just Whittier, but we uh, we're doing something about it. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, you see it everywhere, and I think now that we're all connected uh, via mobile devices. You see more of it, right? Or you get notified about it more. Yes. So, um, so again, you do notice it everywhere. Um, I guess going into uh, in a different uh, direction here, um, in terms of like businesses, um, uh, what would you do uh, to help improve business? I I don't know that it's so much the city, and I think there's a misnomer. The city doesn't determine what business comes to Whittier and what business doesn't. Uh, it, that's up to uh, entrepreneurs. That's up to people who um, uh, will see an opportunity. 
the important thing for the city is to make sure the city stays out of the way so and doesn't get in the way of the entrepreneurs uh, wanting to make investments here. And that's always an issue for government. Um, and so uh, there's been times where we needed to streamline at the at, in Whittier. I mean, you're an architect. You know what it's like sometimes at the counter. Um, uh, so we're trying to put you know more people on the counter. Um, so we don't. The important thing is not get in the way. And so we, but we also do something very proactive. And I'm not sure people know this. Uh, we actually have an economic development uh, 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 coordinator, uh, so to speak. And that's that's you all know Katie. Um, and Katie, what she does proactively, uh, she goes around to the businesses in Whittier to make sure, uh, how are you doing? Is there anything we should be doing to help you? Uh, and, and, and tries to find out how they're doing uh, and reaches out to them. Uh, anyone who wants to come into Whittier, uh, we have within the Community Development Department, we have Connell and Katie and some others who basically sit down with them and say, and they say, uh, here's your here's opportunities. We have people coming to Whittier all the time who say, I want to bring this business. I'm looking for property. And that's tough in Whittier because we're basically built out. So we do that. We also have a really uh, important thing. It's called the red team. And that is if we get wind of a fact that a, a, a business is not doing well or looking at leaving or something, we'll try to go and help them. I mean, there's certain things we can do certain things we can't do. Um, but we had um, a supermarket here uh, several years ago that decided they wanted to leave. And uh, uh, myself and several others went and actually met with them at their corporate office. They'd already made up their mind, but they made up their mind on really bad information. Uh, they were very close to this area here. I'm not going to say who it was. Uh, they didn't even know about Nellis and the fact that there would be 700, 750 units, which – is going to bring you know a number of people to Whittier, which gives them more opportunity to make sales, et cetera. Um, but we, if we will go out and attempt to uh, help uh, businesses and, and do what we can in different ways, um, I mean, we don't give money. We don't have subsidies. When, when the governor took away redevelopment money, that's what we did. That's what we're building the, the parking structure with. Um, we used the redevelopment money to, to uh, make the um, uh, Comstock and Penn Street um, uh, project happen down there, but that money is all gone. So uh, we don't have money to give to businesses. All we can do is get out there and, and be proactive and try to help them. So that's it's a matter of attitude, and we have s- high standards here, but we also want to make sure those standards are reasonable. Yeah. And and to add to that, I mean, I one thing that I do appreciate um, that uh, the they've they've changed at at the building department. Yeah is that they've extended the hours. And now you're able to get in there at a reasonable time and not have to rush <laughs> if you're stuck in traffic or something like and, that. But and I think but the, the one hour that adds is not just an hour. I mean, it's now people could get their stuff serviced so much because the time that it is open, it's so packed that it almost doubles the wait time. So it, It's interesting you raise that because I'm glad you guys are. Those are some of the little things that we do that nobody ever hears about yeah. unless – you're directly impacted. That's right. So, and we have the you know the GPS system. People can just go uh, at the city website and 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 look at the maps of Whittier. Um, we're going to be doing. Um, I think we're doing all the. Um, uh, going to be able to uh, you know pay and do everything online. We're working through that right now. So we're you know we're trying to do what we can. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, well, definitely helps. 
Yeah, the counter has been a big thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember I would come and I would be five minutes late. Oh, you can't, you got to go, come back in an hour. And everyone's now there waiting for it. So that, that was a huge relief. So, so uh, again, kind of keeping with this, uh, you know, improvements or, or increase or help with businesses in the area, um, what do you think is missing in terms of development uh, in the city? Missing in the way of development? About, like whether it's, uh, you know, housing, housing, commercial, retail. I mean, is there anything that's that you feel it's kind of like that piece of the puzzle still missing? I don't know that there's anything missing per se. Uh, as we all know, um, and this is a uh, uh, this is a interesting dynamic. Um, California is severely um, under under housed. Um, there need to be a lot more houses for families. Uh, the demand is way up, and the and the supply is down. Um, and so, so we need more housing. Yet at the same time, you have a whole bunch of people who say, "Well, that just generates more traffic." Yeah. And you know what I've and, and so it's one of these balanced things and and I've been criticized. Uh, the council has been criticized, like saying, "Well, wait a second, you know, you've you've approved this new project and it's over here and this over here. The projects in Whittier, you know this. Um, uh, we are um, uh, we are very um, we got discovered a couple years ago because the, the property values here have been generally lower than a lot of other places." So um, there have been several housing projects, uh, 40 units, 65 units, this and that. Nothing major. Uh, but you know what's happened to all those units? They're gone. They got picked up. And you know who got picked up by? Primarily younger families yeah. looking for homes, which is what we're trying to do because we don't want to gentrify. So we have to keep it fresh. So we have to bring in new housing. Now, the Nellis development, um, um, that's, it's, it's going to be huge for us. There will be traffic, uh, and we've attempted to mitigate it, uh, but there's still going to be traffic. So for me, I mean, I want to encourage the housing in that because we need to make sure we're, this is fresh and we have opportunities for young families here. But I don't want to overdo it either, and I want to make sure that what gets designed looks good, but it's not overbuilt either. So finding that balance uh, is is difficult. And we, believe it or not, we do say no on uh, things that come, come apparently to the city, uh, to city hall uh, that doesn't meet our standards or doesn't fit or it's overdone. Uh, so so we, we, uh, we need housing, but with what's going on at Nellis and some of the current projects, we're fine, I think, going to be housing-wise. So, so the only other things that I would look at uh, for Whittier is is opportunities for um, younger families uh, for recreation and and doing things like that with their families. Um, uh, you know, we used to have bowling alleys. We used to have you know uh, Skateland, which became a toxic yeah. uh, place. Um, <laughs> and Remo's place, Nickel Nickel. Nickel Nickel was great, yeah, right? That was a heck of a spot. It was. I mean, I took my kids there. It was. It was. It was cheap. But now yeah. it's Buffalo Wild Wings yeah. and beer, right? <laughs> so. Um, uh, so I would I, I would hope we would do um, be looking at maybe bringing in uh, or in, not we don't bring in once again the city doesn't do it, but we encourage and we go to the the uh, ICSC shopping center conference and and places and and try to encourage and meet people there and look for certain types of shops we'd like to have here in Whittier um, you know people say uh, why don't you have Nordstrom Rack well you know what we've talked to Nordstrom Rack and. Um, 
they say, we like your demographic, but we have Brea. Yeah. And I personally talked to Costco, I personally talked to them in Seattle. And they said, we like Whittier, but it's right between Norwalk Costco, Montebello Costco, and La Habra Costco. And it would cannibalize on all of them. So they turned us down. Um, so so there, we, we try to bring people in, but it's got a, a Porto's. Uh, we got criticized. Why don't you have a Porto's? I personally talked to the Porto's rep. I had them here at Nellis. A while back, and they said, we like this. We like your demographic. We like how it's close to the freeway, but it's too close to Downey. So we are active. We go out uh, and try to bring in. So I, I'm, I'm interested in bringing some family stuff, if we can do that. Um, and and uh, so we'll be, we're, we're looking at that. It's not as if we sit here in a vacuum and do nothing. Well, I was going to say, is there anything you personally want to see that comes into the city? Well, yeah, one of the, one of the things, um, and not, not so much coming into the city, because um, we, we are attracting lots of buzz right now. The Nellis Project, as I said earlier, um, you're going to see some um, really nice, good retail in there that people are going to like. Um, but, but I think one of the things that we need to be thinking about, and I'm sensitive to this, is, is the fact that we need more um, land for um, soccer fields, ball fields, you name it. And that's an issue for us um, because we're built out. So uh, one of the beauties of the Nellis situation is Nellis is going to bring into us uh, over $3 million of Quimby fees. Quimby... The Quimby program is that anytime you do a development, the developer has to put into a pot for recreational and that. We're going to have over 300, 3 million, 300 million, $3 million uh, for maybe for land, to acquire land and do some fields and things like that. We have to be creative of where we find those places, but we are severely, um, and we have great youth sports here, soccer. The, the, the girls' softball is award-winning. Uh, all the, the baseball That's leagues cool. we have, um, uh, we have some really good basketball here, and that's not an issue because we got place. But um, we have great uh, sports networks here, and so we need to find some more space for them. And we're going to have some money, and uh, I think we're going to have an opportunity. So yeah. that's where one of the things I'm looking at. Yeah, that's been shared a couple times, that the soccer fields – there really aren't any soccer fields right. in in the city of Whittier. So, yeah, that'll be exciting to see here. And by the way, I just read an article that, that uh, Costco in Montebello is moving. Yeah, they're going to Costco Monterey Park. It's right across this, the freeway. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it on the 60 going yeah, westbound. Yeah, big development. On the right, that will be Costco. Wow. Man, it's crazy how they're, you know. I mean, that's a pretty big big store <laughs> um they bring they can bring a, a city and sales tax anywhere from seven hundred fifty thousand to a million dollars a year wow. by the way the groves at whittier the groves at whittier uh we are going to net each year more than a million dollars into the city of whittier general fund for more cops for parks for all that kind of stuff so that's one of the I mean, we're getting $3 million for, for park fees. We're going to get over a million dollars a year into the city general fund, and there will be money going into a li- social library fund. There will be all kinds of things. That's the promise yeah. 
of the groves at Whittier. Yeah. That's why it's so exciting, oh, among other good. things. That's good. So do we talk about Measure L? Um, I mean, is, is, I mean, we know it in past, but is there a reason, um, I mean, is there a reason why it didn't pass, do you think? And, and yeah. how do you approach it? Yeah, and, and I was one of the people, I'm on the library subcommittee, and I'm one of the people who promised two years ago, I said, you know what, we're gonna do something about this library. So Kathy Warner and I went to the council as their subcommittee, and we basically said we think we need to go with a bond, and there was some difference of opinion about that. But we got uh, – we ended up, what, 66.56% or 5.1 or whatever it was, and you needed 66.67. So we figured that we missed it by anywhere from 11, 12 to 20 votes. Twelve wow. to twenty <laughs> votes, and that's not fifty percent plus one. That's yeah. sixty. We had sixty-six, Six. yeah. almost sixty-six point six seven. So that tells you that there's a strong feeling for it here. Um, so so, and we worked hard. I I was making phone calls, asking people to turn out to vote, and you know, getting them. We had a whole group. It was great. Uh, it's just it was so darn close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but but we still have an issue, and that is the um, the library bones are tired. This is a 1959 built library. It's never had major upgrading. I think we had some HVAC stuff a couple years ago, but um, the the we need new restrooms. Um, they're not ADA compliant. Um, there's just all kinds of issues there. And it's really unfortunate. When you have a, a treasure like like the library, you have to maintain and keep that asset, that treasure, in treasure-like condition. And so we we have a lot of work that has to be done, just bones. I'm not talking about adding on bells and whistles. So um, I, I can't say it publicly, but I saw some numbers the other day, uh, what it would take to, to get it up to snuff. Uh, and it won't be cheap. Um I don't need to tell you about building costs, but it has to be done. So um, we're in the process right now of working through that, finding what the full cost will be, then looking at alternatives of how to pay for it. I'm not inclined to go back to the people and ask for an increase in taxes. One of the reasons I think L lost was because on November 1st, the gas tax went up. And if you remember, that was done by Sacramento and the governor, um, a lot of people were against it. A lot of people were against it. Yeah, it's for infrastructure and for transportation. That, no, by the way, um, which is all important and good, but there's money we've been paying every year for those things, but that money's been siphoned off mm-hmm. to other projects like uh, a bullet train, et cetera. And so that money that was supposed to be used for those, so they ended up increasing taxes. Well, people are tired of increasing taxes. So I'm I'm a little tired of it too, and I think that hurt us. Uh, that hurt us because our our um, our vote was what uh, just a week later, yeah. or less than a week later. Yeah. And I think people said, you know what, I'm I'm just voting I'm on Texas. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if this is something you could answer now, um, and if not, that's fine. Um, is there a reason why the, the for this measure L it was going, or the funds was coming from voters tax in, instead of the city's funds? Well, what it was, it was a bond. Correct. All right. And so you have to go to the people for a bond. And um, there's two 
types of taxes. You have bonds over here, and people vote on the bonds, and then the bonds get sold, and uh, the money comes in, and then you use the increased taxes uh, over, this was going to be a 15-year amortization, I believe, mm -hmm. to pay the, the, the bondholders or the people who purchased the bonds, pay them off. Or you can go to a general tax increase, or you can go to a special tax increase. General tax means only a 50% plus one uh, uh, vote by the people. But that money has to go into the general fund. You cannot designate where that money goes. If you designate, then it has to be a special tax. Well, special tax has to have a two-thirds vote, just like a bond. So we could not legally go out. And, and I'm a tax attorney. I've been involved in these cases. I had one of these cases up in Benicia uh, on a utility tax up there. And they were real careful to call it a general tax because if they called it a special tax to go do a, a new police building and a library, then the money has to go into that, and it's two-thirds vote. So you say, well, we're going to do a general tax increase, and we'll just put it in the general fund. Well, then you, what you're doing is, in essence, saying, well, we're going to use that money to uh, – maybe we'll use it to do the library. Maybe we'll do something to hire more police officers, and maybe we'll use it to fund our PERS deficit – because we have a deficit just like every other city in the state of California, and we'll use the money for that. So I can't sit here and say, well, yeah, let's go a general tax increase, and it's only 50% plus one, and that the money will go to the library. I, that would, I'd be, it'd be disingenuous. It'd be illegal. So that's why, ultimately, we didn't do a general tax, a special tax or general tax. We did a bond. Uh, which still needed two-thirds. And um, I think our timing, as it turns out, was um, by 11 votes. But the bond, so in other words, the money's not there that the city could could uh, put out to do this renovation, even at a minimal amount. Um, so it had to go out to... Well, no, the city, it, the bond, remember, it was going to be, we, we, had a new, we had to get a new parking structure to park it, and we were going to be adding on, adding space, et cetera. And it was, it was going to be a total... Of twenty-five million dollar project, but we had two point three or two point five million dollar already left over from the police station that we didn't use all the money up. We said we're going to put that over for the library. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of so. This was a twenty-three million dollar bond. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what it was all about. Okay. Yeah. We now we have there are money we have reserves. The city does. We're very prudent, and we're pretty fiscally tight. Mm -hmm. So we have some special funds in that um, that that we will need to look at relative to a, a lower cost to do the bones, so yeah. to speak. So we'll be looking at other sources, but it won't include a tax increase. I've, I've made my position clear. I'm not sure everyone's of the same accord, <laughs> but I'm clear. I'm not going to ask people to raise taxes. I think people are taxed out. Okay, as we get to the the next section here, Joe. Uh, so, what's uh, what should the citizens um, expect as you get reelected or as you go up for reelection? To carry on doing what we're doing now, keep the direction going, and even charge harder, because stuff is happening, and it's an exciting time for Whittier. Yeah. It's an exciting time. And I want to ask the same question I asked uh, Bob, which you know, um, going for reelection. Um, Obviously, we, we thank you for all the years that you've put in, um, both on, on the city council and also as mayor. Um, uh, the, the reason behind uh, going for re-election, 
um, why would you, if somebody had a question about, like, you know, why wouldn't you allow the next candidate uh, to come up or step up? Um, you've kind of been here uh, serving the city for several years. Um, what would your response be to something like that or a question? Oh, I, I think uh, we have a number of really good people on the way up. Um, you look at some of the nonprofits in town. You look at the boards and commissions we have. Um, I think that's going to happen. Trust me. Uh, I'm not going to continue doing this a lot, lot longer. All right? There comes a time. But uh, we're at a point right now where we have a team that's working pretty well together and has got a good vision. And my view is you don't mess with the team if the team is making good progress and moving forward. If there's a problem, then you break up the team. Mm -hmm. So right now where we're at, I think we have a little bit of a critical situation going on in Whittier. The Groves at Whittier, Nellis, uh, we're going to break ground April 4th. Uh, that's going to take a lot of oversight from those of us who've been around a long time. One of the criticisms that I have is there's a lot of a number of people saying, well, why didn't you do this or why don't you do that? And most of the, the issues where we're being criticized, I, I look and I say, wait a second. I understand what you're saying, but where were you when that discussion issue came up? Were you here talking uh, did you go to this meeting? Did you? So, so my view is is we need to take. Yeah, there's some things that we uh, need to to do, but there's some other. We have some great. Um, we just got some really good momentum going right now, and I think you keep the team that you got, and then I think as we get to those those points, then I think it's time to take the people who are working their way up, and there are a number of them as I've indicated, and um, then they come in, and it's time for us to step down and let them take over. Makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. So let's uh, get in a signal from Christine here. And now to some fun questions. Yeah. These are all fun. Are you yeah. kidding me? No, <laughs> or, I, I'm well, more, well, more unserious well, questions. Well, well, fun for us at least. But, we're, we're, oh, we're, okay. We, so, and actually, they're they're fun for us because we like the input, but they're typically the hardest questions for for people because they have to make some decisions here. And, and, so, and, and the reason why I say fun because yeah. when we first started this podcast, I mean, I don't know if you know our history. It was about to just kind of make it more of an entertainment. You know, mm -hmm. talk about the community, talk about the city, interview some. You know some some uh, local known people. You know business owners and all that stuff. And uh, when Christine, our, our producer here, uh, suggested that we get into, for me, it's politics. You know, I'm like, ah, I'm not a big politician. You know, I'm not kind of into that. And um, and so, you know, now that we're doing it, I mean, it, it it's fun. But at the same time, it's like, well, how much do you really want to get into it? Especially for me, because again, it's not mm -hmm. it's not my thing. So. Uh, so that's the reason why I say uh, more fun questions. <laughs> yeah. And why I say it's, it's harder for you, it's because, uh, you know, <coughs> very few people, and I think we've talked about it and shared it, is it's the toughest decision of the day, right? It's yeah. what do you eat for lunch? What do I eat for lunch? <laughs> Uh, and, which, which which places do you want and that's so, so the tough the question ones? is what are some of your favorite uh, restaurants or spots here in either uptown Whittier the whole city well I, I you know the mayor I mean we're in this district gig but the reality is the council makes decisions for the whole city all right and that's really important that people understand that 
Uh, I like Orchard's Fresh um, Foods uh, out on the on um, Whittier Boulevard just mm-hmm. before the Orange County Line. That's Troy and Debbie. Uh, they have some Manning's beef. It's the best beef there is. Those of us who grew up in Whittier, mm-hmm. the Manning's feedlot was right here on Beverly Boulevard on the other side of the uh, the um, the um, uh, bridge there where the where the river is. Mm-hmm. We used to see the cows there. Um, so that they're great out there. Um, uh, I like um, uptown here. I've got several. I, I like a lot of places uptown. In fact, I'm here at least once a week. Um, uh, you know, I'll hit crepes and grapes. Or I'll, you know, I, I saw Ricardo Diaz last week. Uh, we were talking about his new poet gardens, and I'll be over there at the Nixon's or the it used to be the Cita or, or, or you know, I, I, the more I talk, the more trouble I get. Yeah, yeah see, that's exactly why. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so I, you don't I, have I, a go-to yet. I love Steve's. Yeah. I love I love uh, Red Oak. I mean, I just um, uh, Zumaya's. I mean, I if it's food, Auntie's is great. Um, you know. Crepes and grapes. Maybe we should. Maybe we start asking them the question of where don't you go? Where yeah. haven't you been lately? Uh, that, that, that's not a bad question. But, <laughs> but you know, I'm doing all this advertising. You ought to go talk to the people right. and get some money for getting plugged on the radio yeah. or on the, the podcast. And, and it's funny because the reason why we do these questions is to understand, like you know, where where locals go. Yeah. You know, because we're hoping that this broadcasts over to people who are surrounding cities. Well, people who never heard of Whittier before. Are you and kidding so, me? Never heard of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's so much there's so much really good food. Not it's not just uptown either. I mean, uh, east east side's got a lot of. I, you know, one of my favorite places. I like Habit Burger. Yeah, I really like that's their burgers. One of my favorite. You know, yeah. give, me, give me the grilled onions. Bring them on. So there you go. And the last question, which uh, I think we kind of touched on a little bit, but uh, if there's anything missed that you feel missing personally. Uh, in the city that you like to see, um, is there anything personal um, level like th- no, there, there's like nothing? Nickel, nickel. I mean, Remo's always yeah. talking. Yeah. About well, nickel, nickel was I. I took the kids there. It was cheap and kept them busy for you know an hour, hour and a half, whatever it was. Yeah, um, yeah. We're we're missing some family stuff. Um, I'd, I'd like to see some 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 type of family thing where um, you know people, uh, kids and parents can do and grandparents can do stuff together. My big deal. Is is to make sure one of the reasons I ran for city council is I want to make sure that the upbringing, the wonderful opportunities I had growing up, the wonderful opportunities my kids had growing up, that it continues to do that from generation to generation. Uh, we're, we live in a crazy world. Um, things seem to be sliding in a way. Um, I mean, uh, all, all this crazy shooting stuff and all that. I mean, um, I, you know, one has to ask: Are things actually better? And so uh, Whittier's not Mayberry, but I like to think of Whittier being an, an enclave uh, that's a safe place, that's a great place to, to raise a family and to, to have a house and to know your neighbors and really good schools. And that's the way it's been generation to generation, and that's what we need to make sure it stays, even as the culture is doing what it's doing. And even as we go into the future, there's still certain values that we, we need to we need to jealously guard, and that's what we need to do here in Whittier. And we need to keep it that way because there are people moving into Whittier as we are talking right now for the very reasons that we're talking about these values. And we, we need to keep it that way and jealously guard it, like I say. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. 
I'm going to invest in uh, nickel nickel stock and sell yeah. it to you guys. So bring all the kids back. <laughs> or Skateland. You got to do Skateland and skate, nickel nickel. Skateland was, you know, Skateland was great. Nickel yeah. nickel was great. Uh, the bowling alley. Yeah. Um, you know, it's now Aldi and all that. Yeah. Um, if you go in, if you go into Bebmo, there were a couple lanes as you look at the front uh, of Friendly Hills Bowl over on the left side that they kind of tended to, to turn a little bit. And so you could get the gutter ball easier that way. <laughs> it's right where it's right uh, on the uh, uh, the Sonoma wine uh, uh, <laughs> lane for, <laughs> lane for, for, for Bebo now. So, <laughs> Well, Joel, thank you for coming on. Um, we wish you the best on uh, re-election. Appreciate and, that. Uh, you know, again, and how do people connect with your campaign? And Oh, you know? we're on Facebook. Um, and we're www.jov4whittier. Um, and um, I did a series of videos. We've never done this before, <clears throat> but go have a look at them on traffic, on Nellis. On I saw the Nellis one, I believe. You were standing in front of the sign. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Uh, I did one uptown uh, right along here. Um, homelessness. Um, There'll be one on 5G that's not out yet, but um, we're real interested in trying to bring 5G to Whittier and be one of the, the first cities. I don't know if it's going to work, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. So um, it's all about how I see the, the, the city currently and see the, the vision for the future. When we say 5G, are we talking about wireless uh, 5G? Or? 5G, yeah. For the city? so For everyone who lives here. Nice. 4G is... On its way out, five G mm-hmm. is is you know the band is, it's it's on its way, mm-hmm. and they just went to it in Huntington Beach with Verizon, and my hope somehow is that we can get to somebody, and say you know what you guys want to why don't you come to Whittier and why don't you why don't you lay the we got we we actually have a fiber optic backbone here right now mm-hmm. that people don't even know about, uh, so between the fiber optic and the five G. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, no, as I said, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joe, again for for coming on, and we wish you all the best. Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thanks, right. guys. Bye, Woodier. See you later, Woodier.